people think little girls should be seen and not heard, but I think... Class war. Class war, the only war. We want to just quickly send a nice friendly message to the uh, Fraternal Order of Police in Philadelphia. This is an anti-Nazi song. Hey, what's up? You're listening to The Rebel Beat, a podcast of revolutionary music across different genres and across different continents. Music is the heartbeat of the struggle, and this is Class War on the Dance Floor. My name is Aaron. We've been gone for a minute with The Rebel Beat, so I'm so stoked to be back with you in these difficult, strange, and scary times when I'm guessing you probably want to be hearing more from your favorite podcast, not less, right? So we have an amazing episode for you today. We're going to be joined by the Snotty Nose Res Kids, an indigenous hip-hop crew hailing from the High Isla Nation and northern unceded British Columbia. That's coming up in just a bit, so don't go anywhere. All right, so as I said, welcome back to The Rebel Beat. Thanks for being here. It's been a minute. The last episode I put out was way back in January of this year, and holy shit, the world felt like such a different place back then. But, you know, here we are, mid-April, and we're facing this global pandemic of the coronavirus. There's so much that has already been said about this by people who are way more eloquent than me. But I just want us to take a moment to think about our health, our safety, our resiliency. But I also want us to think about how this virus has disproportionately impacted homeless folks, people who of course can't shelter in place, prisoners, black and brown folks, Asian, Canadians, and Americans, and of course, people in places like Gaza and Palestine who are facing apartheid and overwhelming discrimination at the hands of the Israeli occupation. This is a time when we need to be thinking about international solidarity more than ever, and a good time to check out the mutual aid projects happening around you and get involved in any way you can. Because really, at the end of the day, all we have is each other. But you know, the slowdown that this virus has created has actually really motivated me to pick things back up with this podcast. And I do apologize it's been so long. You know, last year we were putting out one episode a month. This year, unfortunately, it's proved much more difficult. It's hard to squeeze this around the nine to five job that I have. And believe you me, putting out a podcast is a ton of blood, sweat, labor. It's research, it's recording, it's editing, it's promotion. And I do this all, like I said, as a labor of love. So I really hope you can support it. And we're going to get to how you can support it in just a little bit. But I've always wanted to get to the 100 episode milestone. And we're going to do it. We're almost there. This is episode 98. We're going to hit 100 and we're going to go far beyond that. So three quick ways you can support this podcast. The first is to subscribe. 
You can do that wherever you get your podcasts on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher. It's the best way to never miss a Rebel Beat. And of course, once you're there, you can leave us a rating or a review. Helps other like-minded rebels to find this show. Number two, tell a friend. Word of mouth is probably one of the best ways to share podcasts. We can also share this on social media. And we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at the handle Rebel Beat Radio. So look for us there. And finally, if you can, support us with a little bit of change. Look, I know these are really hard times financially right now. It's really unprecedented, this economic crisis we're going through, millions of people, many friends of mine have lost their jobs. And my guarantee is that this podcast is always gonna be free to listen to, but it is not free to make. So if you can, I highly encourage you to throw us a little bit of change, which helps us to continue bringing this podcast and making it free for those who, of course, can't support it financially. So you can do this two ways. You can send us a donation of any amount on PayPal to rebel at ckut.ca. That's R-E-B-E-L at ckut.ca. Or you can sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash rebelbeatradio. We recently changed up a little bit the way our Patreon page works. It's now a per episode rather than per month donation. But don't worry, whatever amount you sign up for, whether it's $1, $5, $10, that's still the amount that you're going to be charged only once a month, regardless of how many episodes we put out. So again, that's patreon.com slash rebelbeatradio. You can press pause on the podcast right now and go sign up. It just takes about 45 seconds, but it makes a world of difference. And lastly, we are a proud member of the Channel Zero Network of Anarchist Podcasts. Check them out at channelzeronetwork.com and find your new favorite anarchist podcast. All right, now back to the Rebel Beat. So our special guests today are Young D and Young Tribes, aka Darren and Quentin, of the Snotty Nose Res Kids, a militant indigenous hip-hop duo hailing from the Haisla Nation in northern unceded British Columbia. These lifelong friends have been making music together since they were kids, but they really burst onto the scene in 2016 with a track that caught my attention, and the attention of many others, KK Kanata. Ever since then, they haven't slowed down a bit, although this pandemic has kind of forced them to in ways, but we're going to talk about that and much more. They just released a new EP, Born Deadly, at the beginning of March, just as the news around COVID-19 was breaking in North America. But the month prior, they'd been supporting the incredible Shutdown Canada movement in solidarity with the Wet'suwet'en Nation against pipelines. So we're going to talk about all that in the interview coming right up. But first, let's hear a brand new track of theirs. Make sure to check out the video for this one, too. This is the Snotty Nose Res Kids with a Real Deadly. Drink, drink, drink. 
it, she say bullshit, oh yes. Fuck, fuck, fuck being humble, I'm all in the day, like some shots with no chase. Pow, wow, ow, ow, West Coast step when I'm walking it down. Let's get Nietzsche, that's your dizzy. I'm my mama's child. All eyes on me, they watching us now. Middle fingers up, I'm Tupac in it out. Long hair, don't care, boy, I do what I want. Got a party in the back, chief and council in the front. So spit game, talking shit, blah, blah, blah. You the lambs on the fuck with, nah, nah, nah. Shot my blood in my veins, hey, y'all, hey, y'all. Native tongue, but my name got so like they lie. Why? Spout it, out it. I blow them kisses real deadly. So joining me right now, hailing from the Heisla Nation in northern so-called BC, we got Young Tribes and Young D from the Snotty Nose Res Kids. Welcome both of you to the Rebel Beast. Yes, sir. Thank you for having us. For sure. So it's so good to connect with you guys, especially in these really weird times. Like we're, we're speaking on Zoom. I know this is a way that a lot of people are uh, connecting and communicating these days when we can't actually be outside, when we can't be connecting with each other in person. Yeah. So maybe, yeah, first just to start, like, um, tell me, because uh, I know you guys are in different cities right now. So um, tell me, you guys can introduce yourselves. Tell me where you are and just like, how you're doing under the, the current circumstances where you are. Oh my God. Like, let me just start by saying like, thank God for technology. <laughs> Cause you know, like, like Zoom's actually like, it's a really good, like, I, like it's, it's so good for us right now because me and D like, and talking to other people like producers and all that, like for us, it's super, obviously like I live in Toronto, Darren lives in Vancouver and it's been super difficult for us to connect. And this app right here is like, it's been, it's been money for us, you know? For sure. So you're in Toronto right now. And D, whereabouts are you? I'm out in Vancouver. Nice. And what are things like out there, given, you know, the, the pandemic and just like life in general? Uh, for the first time since I've been living here, quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Super quiet out here, too. I've time to go for a drive and like doing rush hour and then there's no traffic whatsoever no traffic yeah and it's, it's weird out here too like that but like honestly like what scares me is that i'm starting to see people come back onto the streets right and toronto's starting to feel more like itself which is kind of like a scary part of like this whole pandemic you know i'd rather have i'd rather see the streets bare mm. yeah i hear you i mean you know that this pandemic it's like it's affecting the whole world and, and so many people in different ways. I know for you guys, you had to postpone a tour um, south of the border this spring. Uh, what was that like having to postpone? It was a hard decision to make. Uh, like, of course it was a hard decision to make because, you know, like, like it was our first American tour. We had 23 stops lined up and we put a lot of work into that. Like our last EP that we made was made for that tour. So, like, when we had to, like, postpone it, like, you're postponing, like, your whole life in, in hindsight. And for us, like, like for us to, like, even prepare to go on, on tour, we have to put a lot of energy into that and just, just, just to, like, prepare emotionally because we're moving away from our homes, moving away from our people. Or D's moving away from his, like, partner, his family, his everything, you know? Like, so, like, for us, it's, like, it, it's, it's terrible. And, and honestly, like, I don't even know how we're supposed to make money right now but mm -hmm. but honestly like we're just dealing with like dealing with it like everyone else is i mean it's kind of bittersweet because i'm looking at it as 
we get that much that much more time to prep. Despite how much how much we prep for it's supposed to happen like yesterday. Right. But you know, it's I don't really mind. It gives us more time to work on that much more like more music. More gives us time to rework the set. It gives us time just to sit down, regroup and relook at everything, really. For sure. And as as much as we're living in twenty twenty, there's already plans for twenty twenty one, you know, so it's just a matter especially, of putting work. It's just a matter of putting in the work and executing. Especially coming off like the year that we had last year, like it's kind of it's kind of a bittersweet. Like you said, like we're chilling right now. You know, we're make, working on music. We're not touring. Like we're off the road. We're hanging out at home and just making music. Mm-hmm. Kind of like where it all started. You know what I mean? For sure. Well, speaking of where it all started. Um, for our listeners who are unfamiliar with Snotty Nose Res Kids, you guys have been around now since about 2016. So, yeah, tell us how it all started, how you guys met, how you came together and started making music. I mean, like, we grew up together, right? Like, both born and raised in Kitimat, BC. Like you said in the beginning, Heisman Nation. And yes, sir. Yeah, man, we just <laughs> really started messing around with the recording gear and, like, a young age when you had like those skinny computer mics. <laughs> like, like, we go way back, computer. like dial up. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, man, it's, that's just how it is, man. We've always had that connection in the chemistry since we were kids. Uh, we played ball together. Then eventually in the 2010s, we just really started to take recording seriously. And it, the ball just kind of snowball effect from there. So was that like, was not even those res kids, like, a really long time in the making like did you guys have other projects you had before that other kind of prototypes or anything like that i wouldn't say yeah, projects, we, but we definitely had songs and we had a group too like like dan 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 was like the backbone of our of our hip-hop group that we had going on and when we first started making rap music we were watching the up and smoke dvd like a special and that's the only rap show that we'd ever get to see right and we had this group of five dudes that were from our res and we called ourselves Manet Music. And Darren was literally like the guy that was like the backbone of that. Like if it wasn't for Darren, like that wouldn't have existed. And coming out of that, like it, it just turned into like me and Darren, like actually taking it really seriously and just being like, yo, we can actually turn this into a career. So that's what we kind of like push for. Nice. So, yeah, I mean, indigenous hip hop, I feel like has been lit for like, I would say even like probably close to the last decade, like so many amazing artists coming out from all across Turtle Island. And I mean, one thing that I really appreciate about the music you guys are doing, but so many other artists, like-minded artists is how connected it is to not only your own nations, but like to also like other indigenous movements that are happening um, you know, on these lands that we inhabit. And one thing that I wanted to talk about, because it's so, so fresh right now, it was this wildly powerful movement that we saw coming out of Wet'suwet'en territory. So, you know, just beside where you guys are from. And I mean, that was, it was crazy, right? Like it was going down in yeah. January and February of this Ooh. year. There was, of course, the resistance happening out in Wet'suwet'en, but when the RCMP moved in, 
we just saw that resistance spread all across so-called Canada, all across Turtle Island. And I know you guys have that was been- unbelievable. Yeah, so you guys have been like in support of that movement. And just like, tell us a little bit about like what that all meant to you, just, just seeing all of that in the first few months of 2020. Oh my God, like for us, like just seeing, just seeing like the, the amount of work that our people put in day in and day out, like the people that inspire us, the people that are in the front lines, and literally like like putting their lives in the line because they have to quit their jobs. They're like not seeing their families. They got no cell phone service. They're literally like putting their lives in the line, you know? So for me and Darren, like it just like, it just inspires us. And since day one, we haven't been able to have the chance to like really get in the front lines like that. But we try to make music for them. So with, with this album, especially Cops with Guns are the Worst, we try to make anthems for the people that were like fighting on the front lines day in and day out from West Sioux all the way down to like Mohawk territory out in like on like this side of the country, you know? And it's, it's so connected because like for us without these people, like I swear, like we wouldn't, we wouldn't be making the music that we make because we come from a line of land, land defenders and this is who we are. So for me, it's like, just seeing that just inspires me so much just to make the music that we make. Yeah, man. Uh, shit. It's, <laughs> uh, there's a part of me that still gets very upset that it has to come to this. Mm-hmm. And like, we, like if you look at Standing Rock, but these things have been happening, you know, and just the way to see, like, the youth, the way they stepped up, the way they did and led the charge from coast to coast, that really gave me, like, big, big hopes. And to let us know, like, the future is now. <laughs> yeah. For you know, sure. the youth aren't waiting till their 20s, till their 30s to stand up and fight back. No, they're standing up right now. Mm. So that was very powerful to see. And nice. it, yeah, just like y'all said, like the unity from coast to coast, that was, yeah. 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 You said it right there too. Like, like you said it, like the youth were the ones that were leading that movement. And for us, like, you know, like, like we don't make this music for ourselves. We make this music for indigenous youth first and foremost. That's what we've been saying since day one. So to see like the indigenous youth take lead and literally like shut down Canada in, in, in a sense was so empowering for us hell now nah, we won't go boy boy welcome here to my side i'm from the people of the snow boy that mean i thrive in the winter time yeah i'm what they call a savage kid my family tree is bigger than the old and new testament i put a fist up that's where they call kaepernick somebody gotta stand for it tell them who you so beware, we black snake killers Blackfish have been a killer We're the ones you can't get rid of, sound familiar? Yeah, long hair that Rick Flair Nature boy from the village E for really, really, you see How I'm rock and roll, rock and roll. Nah, I stand and rock, stand and rock. Yeah. I think there's something in the water Here's some food for thought Is it really a felony for wanting my water clean? Expect us not to rage against the machine Ain't moving like Rosa P, nope know why cuz this dream catcher and catching your pipe dream word look what happened to Flynn no disrespect but the same thing happens to village kids that see water from the tap and a dying to live from the cancer it gives where's the state of emergency for them I don't know. act 
like you know the story Broken treaties, unholy matrimony One nation, under the creator, homie All my relations, many with Choni It's funny in a way, right? Because in February, there was like this shutdown Canada movement. And uh, so there was amazing actions that were happening, like rail blockades and Tyndanega and, and Ganawage um, out near where I live. And, uh, you know, you had like some people, of course, um, ignorant settlers who were complaining about how this made it harder to get to work or whatever. Um, yeah. But then now it's just like, it's funny because here we are like a month or two later. And so in February, we were saying shut down Canada. And I'm like, now Canada is shut down, but not for the same reasons that we would have necessarily yeah. wanted. And, I, and I'm wondering like, are, are you guys like still in touch with people up there right now? And do you, do you guys have a sense of like what's going on, what's been going on there like since this pandemic hit? No. Uh, like I've been in contact with too many people lately. Like I'm just trying to like, you know, like concentrate on my own, like just trying to figure out our own stuff too. Mm -hmm. But you know, it's kind of, it's kind of weird how um, Canada is so willing to shut Canada down and shut everything down when it matters to them. And right. when it, when it's like indigenous rights on the line, indigenous livelihoods on the line, indigenous existence on the line, it doesn't mean a fucking thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And it that just goes to show like the, the racism that it still exists in this country because we're so quick to just shut it down when our lives are on the line, when our people's lives are on the line as like a nation is like a country. But you know, like they don't they don't think about it on the opposite end, on the opposite end of that. And it's it's really it's really frustrating for us. It's like I remember seeing like a post where like this whole quarantine stuff started. It's just like it was like, oh, I love seeing how Canada's coming together to help, like, help out with the coronavirus, being proud to be Canadian. I was like, but someone said, like, yeah, but two weeks ago, they were just saying, like, oh, just run them over, like, the people that are at the blockades. Exactly, you know? well, we were saying shut it down. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it's, yeah, Q just hit it on the point, hit it on the money with that one. For sure. But like also like 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 me and D like with especially with our Snotty Nose Res Kids account like on Instagram like ninety percent of the people that we follow are people that are on the front line, so we've still been following them and even through the quarantine like you know like they're still observing places in Houston they're still looking at what's going on on like what sewage and territory and they're still like out there and they're still getting harassed by like RCMP and you know it's like it's it's not gonna stop. And, you know, like, even going back to where me and D are from, where the LNG plant is being built right now, you got 1,500 workers out there. And, like, you're shutting down all of Canada, but these pipeline projects, these industry projects, still business as usual. But why? You know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. For sure. And well, I mean, it does. That, yeah. That's one thing that really worries me, too, is, like, you know, um, these pipeline companies using the pandemic as cover to just, like, go in there and, like you said, business as usual, just um, keep on building that. And then also, you know, not respecting, like, this whole social distancing we've been doing. So you have these, Putting like, man camps full, fill up with people. And people get corona in those places. And, like, you know, like, our community, they're full of elders. Like, my grandparents, Darren's grandparents, my cousin's grandparents. You're putting them at risk. Mm 
So you're putting mm-hmm. our communities at risk by continuing on to work. So like, sure. that's just like, it's, it's a form of genocide to me. And I don't, I don't think it's right that if all of Canada's going to shut down, they should shut down as well. They should not be building the pipeline right now. For sure. Yeah. Well, let's, let's talk about this new EP you guys have out because I feel like it connects to this really well. So uh, you guys just dropped a new EP a few weeks ago now, uh, back in March. It's called Born Deadly. So one of the tracks on there that speaks really directly to what we've just been talking about with the Witsuotan struggle against pipelines is cops with guns are the worst. So yeah, tell us uh, about that track. Fuck the police with a fist to the sky We fighting for the future when we pick a side No lies, cut ties, no genocide We the future and the future will be televised Damn, no peace signs, homie, cut the power out When the youth's in the building, it's a powerhouse We the new generation, we gon' keep it moving The flag on the tear, it's a revolution Fuck 12, pull out your camera Cops with guns are the worst Like, what do you think of that title? I just say amen It's just kind of funny, right? Because it's like, it's not like, it's not like a hitter where you're like saying anything too bad about the cops. It's just like cops with guns are the worst. And then people have said to us like, yo, all cops have guns. We're like, exactly. (laughs) You know, it's it's just, we're just kind of poking fun at the situation, but also kind of like, like trying to be light about it, even though like when me and Darren talk about what's going on to our people in our territories and the people that are on the front lines, to me and Darren, it pisses us the fuck off you know what i mean mm. so like for us we when we started making cops with guns are the worst we've been making these anthems we made the resistance we made skodan we made all these like, musician tracks but cops with guns are the worst was like getting all the rage off of our backs you know and it was just letting people know like yo we're done with this like yo the long the ongoing like history that we have with the rcmp um rcmp was literally invented to take indigenous people off of their territories so they coming into our territories and trying to take us off of our lands when we're literally just trying to like live off of those lands is just not right so with us like especially when when all the like what you were talking about with all the blockades out in like mohawk territory all the railways all that kind of stuff was going on and we've seen all like the, the city cops and the RCMP and just like the police officers coming through and like slamming like indigenous women on the ground, putting their faces in the dirt, like it triggered us. So mm. we wanted to make a song for them and not just an anthem like that we've been making for, that would like last the, the, the test of time. It was like something that we could be like, we're letting you guys know that we're pissed off right now. Mm. So we put, we put a lot of energy into that. And it was like, it was, it was like, our rage and we just let it all out in that track there's there's one line that that i love from that track that really sticks with me um where you say we need resurgence we don't need lawyers how can we feast off these government portions we will not leave until they force us we don't want peace we need resurgence we don't need lawyers how can we feast off these government portions we will not leave until they come force us we don't want peace Warning. feel like those bars are so significant with like what people have been saying like in this movement like reconciliation is dead right like we need to kind of move on from that and really kind of figure out what um what nation to nation relations are actually going to look like after canada has just 
you know, sold out. Yeah, you know, stab people in the back. And so, yeah, maybe, you know, tell us what, what you were trying to get across with those bars. Because, I mean, that, that was my interpretation, but I'd love to hear you guys speak about that. Like, honestly, like, that, what, that those weren't our bars. Those were, like, our, our homies' bars to Shanka. And, like, he was the future of the track. But, like, what I think for that, for that, for those bars right there is what you just said, reconciliation is dead. And when you see Indigenous people flipping the flag on its head, and right and reconciliation is dead on those big Canadian flags outside of the parliament in, in Victoria and throwing like red food coloring or whatever it was to like signify blood. Like that's not, that's not on us. And people looking at us like, yo, you guys, you guys are fucked up for doing that. But that's literally the government. That was their move. That was their move to, 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 to go back on everything they've been trying for with reconciliation and all that. They were the ones who killed it by doing this our people so like for for those bars right there it's we don't we need resurgence we don't need lawyers i mean just like we need our people to stand up we need our allies to stand up for us and at the end of the day like we're gonna like do this by ourselves and like and when he said like we don't want we don't want peace it was kind of just like letting them know like we're fed up with this mm-hmm. and it just Yo, it just that that that's just it. Like we're we're fed up with it, and we're it's done with like, the, like a call it how you see it kind of deal, right? Mm. Because basically, like if you're not standing with us, like pe- people that don't get it don't get that they don't get it, you mm. know. And we just want to let them know, like this isn't the first time that this has happened, and you can only push so much without having someone that's getting pushed stand up for sure so yeah it's the same thing with standing rock you know Mm -hmm. this is canada's version yeah it's just it's been happening for so long so like yeah this 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 project was literally letting people know like like even with the title born deadly we were born this way we're born to just like resist we're born to defend our territories we're born to defend our rights and this is who we are you either fuck with us or you don't. So I definitely recommend everyone go check out the new EP. Um, I want to go back a little bit, maybe talk about some of, uh, you know, a bit of your older stuff. I feel like one of the songs that really made Snotty Nose Res Kids kind of explode on the scene and, you know, definitely how I first heard about you guys was um, a track off one of your earlier albums, KK Kanata. So yeah, tell us about that track. <laughs> Yeah, yo, that song was kind of like, you know, me and Darren, when we were making um, uh, The Average Savage, um, it kind of started like Darren was living in Vancouver and he was like going through a transition in his life. And so was I, I was moving up to like Northern BC and I was living at Hazleton in the time. And Darren drove up and he like came and pulled up in my crib and literally lived with me for like two months while we made that album. And during that time, all those things that were going down in, in that were obviously going down in Canada, 
was going down in, you know, like Charlottesville with the tiki torches and all these crazy things when like Trump was like coming in, you know, and he didn't, he didn't pay no, pay no mind to any of that. And he didn't acknowledge it. Like as a matter of fact, he had the back of the white supremacist, Mm -hmm. if I could remember. And that was around the time that uh, Heather Heyer got hit by that car. Right. So like that, me and Darren like had a real serious conversation about that and it like pissed us off because you know it's like it's been happening to us over here for years like forever you know and when we seen that and we seen how that government dealt with that and literally took the side of like the white supremacists over the people that were fighting against it it like triggered us so we wanted to make a song that was kind of like about that and that was KK Kanata and yeah like we just like wrote a song about the state that we live in and like how we feel as indigenous youth that are, are like living in this in this country as opposed to you know like if if we if we weren't this way you know what i mean like and it's funny that it's it's hard to say it honestly because of the way that we were treated growing up and it 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 wasn't like it was like difficult for us growing up in, in, in this country or like in our towns or whatever, because we were treated differently than everybody else. So when all that shit was going down, it triggered us and it made us think about the state that we were living in. And we wanted to write a song about it. And that was KK Kanata. And, and when you say treated differently, you mean like you guys faced a considerable amount of racism growing up? Oh, Yes, sir. A lot. Like, literally, like, we couldn't even go to the corner store without getting shot down by, like, BB guns and, like, like biking through, the like, the town with, like, I had a couple, like, white buddies back in the day and, like, minus 10 in the middle of winter and, like, I'm, like, 10K from home on my bike and I get, like, soaked by a bucket of water. You know what I mean? And, like, you know, I could have died, but being a little dramatic or whatever, but, you know, like, that could have happened. Yeah, yeah and, that, and that's just how it was, you know, and like we had to deal with that. So when all that shit was going down with um, all the stuff out in Charlottesville and seeing how that was all reacted to, we wanted to make that song. And Darren came up with the name and said, let's call it KK Canada. And also saying like how <laughs> that we dealt with racism growing up is like a big understatement, you know, we, we could go on and on with the stories, but, you know, it it goes back to like the same comment that I had when it comes to the cops, you know, like call it how it is, you know, and all we want to do and all we've been doing and all we continue to do is to just tell our story. Mm-hmm. And we want to tell our story our way in the way that we want to tell it. For sure. And, it, and if it's calling out the cops, or if it's calling out the government, the country, whatever it may be, that's what we're going to do. Word. And I mean, I'm so glad that you guys have like, you know, amazing, like honest, like, you know, just like true to your own experience music that does that. Um, I want to I wanna talk a little bit about your live show. And I, <laughs> I mean, it's almost painful to talk about it because, you know, we started off this interview talking about oh how God. You know, we can't be we can't be going to concert halls. We can't be going to shows in these times. But um, I had the. Um, the, the fortunate chance of seeing, <clears throat> excuse me, seeing Sonny Knows Red's kids perform in Montreal. You guys did a show here a 
I guess a couple of years ago now, it was at um, Sala Rosa and you guys were performing for the, the Lux Magna Festival. And it was just explosive. Like, I just remember it was like this like totally like energized, sweaty audience. It was like an incredible mix of like a lot of indigenous folks there. And um, at one point you guys had the whole crowd chanting, fuck Justin Trudeau, which is amazing. And uh, so, you yeah. know, definitely have a lot of nice memories from that. Uh, yeah. do you, guys, you guys remember that show? Yeah, that was uh, last January, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. We've been uh, to Salarosa a couple of times. We love Salarosa. They're always like, they're really good to us every time. For sure. Well, tell us, like, what, what are you guys trying to bring in your live show? What are you guys trying to give your, your fans and the audience? Uh, just a whole lot of energy, man. Uh, we wanted to create, like, a good space with, that just has a good vibe and that, you know, everybody's welcome. You know what I mean? And even, like, even if you don't know us, all we need is for you to hear a couple songs because – more often than not, when we go to a spot where nobody knows us, you can see them really skeptical. They're all standing up straight. They're mm. just looking at you, right? Heads not bobbing or anything. It's, it's kind of funny to see. But a couple songs in, the head starts bobbing. And then around the time, usually like bougie natives hits, everyone's dancing. <laughs> we them bougie natives. I got turquoise on my red. We them bougie natives. Rings up on my fist. We them bougie natives. Big hat with the brand. We them bougie natives. Got that custom made blend. We them bougie natives. New city, new sweet grass. It, yeah, it's usually like a 10 to 15 minute window where they trans they transition from like, who the fuck are these guys? So, oh, oh shit, these guys are dope. <laughs> and honestly, like, yo, me and Darren, like, we pride ourselves on our live sets. Like, we put our heart and soul into that and we try to make it like, you know, like, we, we dropped three LPs and all those LPs are like stories. So like same thing goes with our live set. Like when we put together our live set, we put a lot of like work into it. We put a lot of like rehearsals and we try to make it feel like, like, like you're like involved in something. Right. And it doesn't matter if you're, you've never heard Smiley Nose Rise Kids before the music that we make and the music that we like try and make for these live sets are something that people can like turn up to, even if you never heard the song in your life. And for, especially for like indigenous people, like we've never, we've never had these spaces where we could go and safely drink liquor and like turn up with our homies and turn up with our relatives and just have a good time, you know? Like, and it goes back to like when me and Darren were in high school, uh, we were never invited to the parties. We were never invited to uh, anything like to go and hang out with the pe like the people that we associate ourselves with. And it, it, it made us realize that um, through music, we could um, create safe spaces for indigenous people to come together and have a good time with their allies and like non-indigenous folk and just have a good time. And when, when we do live shows, it's always a safe space. Mm. There's no room for, there's no room for mischief, you know, like it's, it's, it's safe. Yeah, I love that. Um, uh, hold on, another fun fact with uh, that last show in Montreal. Yeah. Like, we were going, like, so ham on stage. Uh, I can't remember what song it was. But it was, like, a part where it was, like, the drop was coming. And then I was just, like, I was just feeling myself. I was <laughs> about to go ham. And, like, I kind of lost track of my hand movements. 
And as I brought the mic to my mouth, I like oh, brought it too fast and too hard, hit my tooth and like I felt it right away, my tooth fucking chip. Oh damn. But my verse was coming up. So I had to, I had to turn around, spit, <laughs> spit out the chip, dude, then just go back into the verse. Bro, you looked at me in that second and you like, it looked like you had fear in your eyes for that one second. And you're like, okay, business, boom, right into his verse. <laughs> and then he came up to me after that. He's like, look at my tooth, bro. Chipped in half. Yeah. So that's like when we talk about like the blood and sweat that artists give, like that's, that's literally it sometimes. Oh man, yeah. like people don't get it, you know, like, it, like, like literally it's a workout. One time, like we were in Seattle and Darren, like down there, like blew out his knee on stage and Damn. finished the set. Wow. Yeah, it was like, it was doing the encore, thankfully. Okay. Not, like, not like my tooth was like halfway through. Yeah. <laughs> but no, like same thing, man. It was like the drop was coming. I was again feeling myself. I tried to jump. I landed. I kind of hyperextended my knee really bad. Doing his thing. And ah. then I kind of stopped dead in my tracks. I kind of limped down to by the DJ bench. The song ended. <laughs> he comes up to me. He's like, D, right? I, I was scared. I was like, yo, like, my, I think my knee's fucked. <laughs> All right, bro, push through it. We got two more songs. <laughs> Yo, there's the encore. And his, 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 girl, his girl piggybacked him out of the parking lot and took him home. Mm. It was hilarious. Wow. The sacrifices that Snotty Nose Res Kids make to bring the show and bring the energy. Well, this actually leads me, this, this leads me well into my next question. So, uh, and to my last question, I want to ask each of you, um, what's one thing that you'd say you, you miss the most doing right now that we're all on lockdown? And, and what would be something that you're really excited to do uh, once we get through this crazy coronavirus lockdown? Well, shit, I don't know. I think you already know, you know, like, <laughs> like we're supposed to be on tour today like yesterday should have been our first tour or our first tour date in um in uh portland and honestly i i miss performing i miss performing for our people i miss doing like sold out shows i miss i just miss being on stage and just like being my truest self you know what i mean mm. uh for and, me for me it's studio time i love being on the road too and but I love being in the studio just as much. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we usually go to the studio. We have an engineer that we work with outside in Toronto. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, man. It's just, yeah, a bit of tour life and then, you know, studio time. Time flies when you're in the studio. Well, again, we've been speaking with uh, Darren and Quentin, a.k.a. Young Tribes and Young D from the Snotty Nose Res Kids. Thank you both so much for being on the Rebel Beat today. Yeah, thank you for having us. Thanks for having us, man. Picture me rolling. Picture me rolling. Picture me rolling. Picture me rolling. Yeah, yeah. Big chiefs in the building, homie. Pipe down. Middle fingers up from my hometown. From underground chiefs to the Braves to the briefs. Lucas got my back when it goes down. On the outside, 
I met a world peace on the mouse in the palace inside. I'm a beast, put a fist to the sky for the Sioux tribe. Little fingers up to them pipelines. Shout out to the Redskin bloodhounds. Holding down for the red camp right now. My people getting mauled, getting put on by the dogs, and we're still being cuffed like outlaws. Resurrecting the indigenous, black snake killers. We got every other. Okay, and that just about wraps things up for us on the program today. Hope you enjoyed that interview with the Snotty Nose Res Kids. Make sure you check out their new EP, Born Deadly. It's on all the streaming pa- platforms. And of course, catch them when they roll through your city after this coronavirus madness has ended. Our next episode will be coming out soon. We'll be bringing you an interview with the radical free jazz ensemble, Irreversible Entanglements, a band literally born out of movements against police brutality. You have got to check them out. Before we go, we got to thank all of our supporters on Patreon who help make this show happen. Donald, Sarah, Misha, Ryan, Ross, Sen, Nick, Sir Seatbelt, Philip, Lee, Jean-Philippe, Grill, Sarah, Andrew, Justine, Anarkat, Frank, Andy, and last but not least, Pretty Fart Smeller. Again, you can have your name on that beautiful credit roll if you sign up on our Patreon account. It's patreon.com slash rebelbeatradio. We'll be back soon. Again, don't forget to subscribe to the Rebel Beat wherever you get your podcasts. And stay safe, stay healthy. Ransom notes. Anarchist and anti authoritarian music podcast. That's going to come out every month. Ransom what? So, what's like, I mean, what's your like ultimate goal, I guess, in the industry? Yeah, we are for the rising up against the oppressor. The attitude that you see in hip hop. Let me uh, give you a sample of some of the uh, lyrics that had some of the older ladies among the stockholders quite with dismay. Go to ransomnotes.com or get them from the Channel Zero Network.